0: And, you know, I was a public school teacher. So in some respects, it would seem like, oh, well, then that was an easy decision for you. You already know how to teach. You already know how to be with kids and that kind of thing, you know. And let me tell you, that is not the case at all. Um, I even probably was a bit naive when I thought that, that, oh, I got this. You know, I know how to look at curriculums. I know how to plan lessons. I know how to reach Mm -hmm. students. And I I was really confident going into it until... Hello,
1: and welcome to the Wake Up with Gratitude podcast, where we share tips, tricks, and hacks on how to practice gratitude daily. Whether you're a gratitude guru or you've lost your gratitude journal once again, we've got you covered. We share personal and authentic stories from our guests who are entrepreneurs, business professionals, parents, caregivers, and everyday human beings just like you and I. I'm your host, Julie Boye, and I'm an intuitive business and health coach. And I'm here to inspire you to choose to wake up with gratitude every single day. Hello, friends. Welcome back from your Thanksgiving long weekend here in Canada. I hope you had some special time with family or friends, made great memories, and of course, had a way to ignite or reignite your gratitude practice. I'm so excited that I'm bringing you another guest today. Liz Young is with us. She is the co-founder of Naturally Grateful. You might remember Tim Young was on the podcast before talking about gratitude garb. Now, Liz and Tim are married. Their daughter Maisie is homeschooled, and they created this incredible project to share gratitude and wear gratitude as one of Maisie's homeschool projects. Liz and I have some great conversations about what it's like to be a homeschooling parent, especially since she came from a teaching background. It's interesting how she thought she would be all set to be a homeschooling parent because she was a teacher, but it turned out that it wasn't quite what she had expected. And I love that they chose homeschooling as a part of their lifestyle right from the beginning Uh, as soon as their daughter was born, they knew that that's how they were going to raise their child. And I love that we really connect on these ways of raising our children and also provide hope for parents that are homeschooling, maybe newly homeschooling that yes, it's difficult at the beginning, but but it's absolutely worth it. And that it generally works out in the end. We also focus on gratitude as a skill that we can teach. So Liz is putting together a whole series of gratitude resources through their Naturally Grateful website, which sells amazing t-shirts with words of gratitude, but also on that site, they're putting together gratitude resources, especially for homeschooling parents. So there are a lot of gratitude resources on the market today for classroom style activities, but not a lot for parents that are doing homeschooling. So I thought, what a great idea to talk about gratitude as a skill that we can teach and whether you have children or not, it doesn't matter. We can all learn lots from this episode with Liz. I wanted to ask you, have you had a chance to check out the shop lately? So at wakeupwithgratitude.com, that is my online shop. And I put together my Vancouver Island sunrises calendar for 2022. So you can check that out at wakeupwithgratitude.com along with books and gratitude t-shirts and all things related to gratitude. And don't forget, if you stick around right till the end of the episode, I share a special secret with you. It's different every time and it shares a part of my life and something you might not know about me. So let me know if you stick around till the end and I'd love to hear from you. Do you like these little secrets that I share at the end? Do you want me to keep doing it? I want to hear from you. Okay, friends, let's get right into this episode with Liz Young, the co-founder of Naturally Grateful. Hello, friends. Welcome to the Wake Up With Gratitude podcast. I'm your host, Julie Boyer, and today I'm welcoming the wife of a guest that I had on the show before. So I'm really excited to have Liz Young here with me. Hi, Liz. Hi, thanks for having me. Yeah, so Liz uh, and Tim Young are married and Tim was on the podcast several months ago uh, sharing his passion and the family's passion for gratitude and a great project that they started and were working on with their daughter, Maisie. And there's been some big changes in their gratitude world and what they're working on. So we thought it'd be fun to connect with Liz this time because Liz, like me, is the principal homeschooling parent. And so we have that in common. And we both, of course, have this huge passion for gratitude and for raising our children in a grateful way. So I'm excited to welcome you, Liz. And um, Liz is the co-founder of Naturally Grateful, which was formerly Gratitude Garb, which you might have heard about when I interviewed Tim. She uh, is homeschooling Maisie, their daughter. Um, She's a former public school teacher so homeschooling comes more easily to her I imagine. And I don't know about that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> There's good
1: days and bad days. <laughs> yeah fair enough oh my gosh yes or like within the same day sometimes right? Right. <laughs> Absolutely and they are a family of homesteaders so they have an incredible uh, piece of land that they care for. Um, they raise food, food for their family. They have beautiful nature around them. I remember Tim sharing that, uh, you know, he gifted Liz with a labyrinth in the woods for her birthday. So I definitely want to chat about that. (laughs) But as always, I love to start by hearing a little bit about my guest story. So Liz, if you could share, you know, a little bit of your background, I, you know, were you always someone who wanted to be a teacher? Is this something that kind of started when you were a little
0: kid or did it come later in life? Okay, well, I come from a family of worker bees, I guess, you know, um, my parents both retired from their careers after being there for thirty years. And so um, when it was time for me to graduate and think about what I was doing next, the thought that came to my mind was stability, security, and what I knew was that meant working for someone else. as long as you do a good job and um, you know, you stay at a company and you work your way up, you'll get your paycheck every week and you'll be all set. Uh, So I became a teacher, which I loved. I really did love. And I'm grateful now that I get to continue the teaching now with Maisie when I homeschool. Um, But when I met Tim, he was the complete opposite. Mm -hmm. Although he started in a career, um, he quickly realized that entrepreneurship was the true path to stability and security because he was able to count on himself, Um, and so that was like a whole new world to me. And I got a crash course because I call him a serial entrepreneur. He started many businesses and he's kind of brought me along the way through many of them. And it really opened my eyes to a whole nother lifestyle and a new way of, of living, which I had never known about. And so, um, when our daughter was born and we knew right away that we wanted to homeschool her just because it fits our lifestyle better, Mm -hmm. um, I I knew that the biggest gift that he could give her was to instill that entrepreneurial spirit in her. And I knew that I would be doing the majority of the homeschooling. And so there was a disconnect there, right? Because he's the expert in the entrepreneurship and I'm doing the teaching. So how are we going to make this work? So he does um, a couple of days a week with homeschooling with her now. But it really uh, has become just sort of a family conversation that we have continually about how... You can choose your own path in life and you can create something out of nothing. And we hope that if we teach her both sides of that puzzle, that when she's old enough to go out on her own, she won't have any limits. Um, You know, she can go get a career and work for someone or she can decide to do her own thing. So he started with the idea of, hey, the best way to teach her entrepreneurship is to actually be an entrepreneur, you know, so let's start this family business. And so, um, he talked a bit about this when he was on your podcast earlier, is that it's the idea of what was gratitude garb and is now naturally grateful stemmed out of a homeschool lesson. Um, and so they where they do a gratitude tree together every morning. She and I do a gratitude journal on the days that we're together. Um, But they had just finished their gratitude tree. And they were talking, you know, doing their lesson about what an entrepreneur is and starting a business. And the idea came to them was, hey, gratitude makes us happy. And it's such a part of our life. Wouldn't it be great if everyone could be grateful? And so it grew from there to what if we had shirts that talked about gratitude and we could start conversations with people about gratitude so that people who hadn't heard of it or who maybe were curious about it um, might get inspired. And so our tagline is spreading gratitude by wearing gratitude. And that's really the mission that we're on. Um, But coming from full circle on that, a little bit about me is that I'm not as comfortable with the business aspect of it, but I'm very comfortable with the teaching aspect of it. Mm-hmm. And so Tim and I make a great partnership because he can do a lot of that with her, whereas I can do a lot of the gratitude teaching with her. And so she's learning both things by having this family business um, and you know, making mistakes along the way and learning great lessons along the way that hopefully will serve her later years in life.
1: Oh, there's a lot of really great things that I want to, take from your story and learn more about one thing I'm curious about. So you mentioned that, you know, right when Maisie was born or maybe, you know, before she was born, you already knew that homeschooling would be best for your lifestyle. So, you know, we're in a day and age right now where, you know, 18 months, 19 months through a pandemic. And a lot of parents are now, you know, coming to homeschooling sort of out of, whatever reason, circumstance, but you made that decision. Like I came to homeschooling out of trauma, right? My daughter was no longer able to go to school. That's how we came to homeschooling. So I'm curious from to hear from your perspective as parents who made that decision right from the beginning, were either of you homeschooled while growing up?
0: No, no, not at all. And I was a public school teacher. So right. I actually thought homeschooling is weird. <laughs> you know, who does that? <laughs> yeah I remember it it is interesting because you would think a public school teacher homeschooling would be the complete opposite right exactly right and I remember you know when we were first dating kind of talking about it and thinking I would never homeschool like I don't know how parents deal with that and you know how do the children meet other kids and all the typical problems that that homeschool families think or or non-homeschool families think happen Um, but soon after we got married, um, we decided we wanted to leave the rat race. Um, Tim was in business and I was teaching and we decided that we wanted to spend all of our time together um, and we wanted to live more freely and more independently. And it was at a time where the whole, um, you know, food sustainability movement was happening and we got big into that. And we, cashed in everything, sold our home um, on the seventh hole of a golf course and moved way out into the country. We got somebody's back 40, they called it, that um, had been abandoned for 20 years or so. Um, And we took over that land and built our home and started a farm. Uh, And we did that farm for about 10 years. And it was during that time that we just completely changed and said, you know, we want the closeness of nature and being together. Um, You know, Tim and I were together working on the farm all day, every day. Um, That was our life, you know, and we also had freedom and spontaneity because we weren't heading to meetings or waking up with the alarm clock or, uh, you know, our life was our own. And so it was just sort of a natural thing when we decided to have a child that, why would we want to send her off to school for six or seven hours when she could be with us, uh, you know, learning all of the things that our family's learning on the farm, but also growing that closeness to each other and to nature. And so it just fits with our, our lifestyle.
1: Oh, I love that so much. You know, it, it's interesting, uh, partly due to the pandemic, now that my family, the three, we're a family of three as well. My daughter's a couple of years older than yours. Um, we started homeschooling when she was seven. So we're in our fourth year of homeschooling. Well, we do more uh, unschooling, even though I, I've been a teacher in the past. But I actually, the funny the funny thing is, is the connection is that I was a teacher overseas, was coming back to Canada to get my teaching degree to be a public school teacher in Canada. And I dropped out of school to start my business. So I I sort of understand both sides of the story, but I I really connect more with Tim on the entrepreneur side of things now because Mm -hmm. I just love that freedom to be creative and to, you know, I've had several different businesses. I always run more than one business at one time. But for me, the part that I love is I love the teaching part. I love, you know, sharing what I've learned with others. And I love how teaching can fit really well into businesses as well. And I love that you and Tim, you know, have that, together like both of you are like you know both sides to a book like together you make this beautiful story so okay that's amazing I love how Mm -hmm. you ended up coming to that decision just made sense for your life I know we think about it right it's like why are if we can make it work like why our kids are with us for such a short time I mean not that I'm telling my child she has to leave at 18 (laughs) but if she does Mm -hmm. right it's a very short amount of time
0: Right. And it's so crazy how I just see the complete opposite opposite side of the coin now. You know, I mean, I look at things so differently in the fact that now to think about her getting on a bus and going to public school, it's that's what's crazy to me now, whereas I used to think the homeschooling was crazy.
1: (laughs) That's so funny how our perspectives can change. And Mm -hmm. I think a lot of parents understand that part of it now is. A lot of parents are wondering, you know, can I make this homeschool thing work? Like, I don't I don't feel good about my kids going to school anymore um, for many different reasons. And I think your story is so great is like you'll figure it out, you'll make it work. And you know what? You might find yourself on the complete opposite side of the coin thinking, how could we possibly have gone the other way, so.
0: Absolutely, and and you know, I was a public school teacher, so yeah. in some respects, it would seem like, oh, well, then that was an easy decision for you, you already know how to teach, you already know how to be with kids, and that kind of thing, you know, and let me tell you, that is not the case at all. Um, I even probably was a bit naive when I thought that, that, oh, I got this, you know, I know how to look at curriculums, I know how to plan lessons, I know how to reach mm-hmm. students, and I, I was really confident going into it until, I met my match. (laughs) And I realized that my daughter does not learn like I do. And my daughter is not interested in the things that I'm interested in teaching, you know. Um, So to any parents out there who think that they can't homeschool or have, you know, concerns about if they could do it or not, I think you figure it out. I mean, there is no one that's an expert at this. You learn as you go. And the beautiful thing is that you learn with your child. Every year that we've homeschooled, we've done something different, a different style of homeschooling, a different schedule. You know, she's in a different place with her maturity level and I'm in a different place too in, you know, accepting what she can give me at that particular age or that particular moment. So we learn together. One of my favorite things too is just allowing
1: my daughter to sleep until she wakes up. (sighs) You know, I just really like that I don't have to wake her up most days. She can just sleep until she wakes up and just learning the value of sleep at a young age, I think is so good. Okay. So yes, let's talk about this. So, because you, gratitude is a part of your homeschool curriculum. So was this something you were practicing before or was it kind of discovered as you were working with your daughter? We'll be right back to the podcast in just a few short moments. My friends, I have a gift for you. I created a beautiful gratitude meditation that you can download directly to your phone. What I love about this gratitude meditation is that it's a great way to start your day. And I encourage you to turn your phone on airplane mode before you go to sleep. And the nice thing about having a meditation that's downloaded to your phone is that you don't need to turn your phone off airplane mode before you start your day with gratitude. So to access this gratitude meditation, please visit bit.ly forward slash gratitude, love letter. It's all one word and gratitude, love, and letter are all capitalized. So that's bit.ly forward slash gratitude, love letter. As a bonus, I'll be sharing with you my weekly gratitude love letter into your inbox It's something that will bring joy and happiness and, of course, gratitude to your inbox every single week. That way, you'll never miss another episode of the podcast. You'll hear about other podcasts and blogs and articles that I find interesting and want to share with you, and I also share some of my favorite photos that I've taken That week. So, if we're not connected on social media, you'll get the best of Wake Up with Gratitude in your inbox as well. All right,
0: friends, let's get back into this episode of the podcast. Well, you know, when Tim and I met, um, we just were blessed that we're soulmates. I mean, the the world just stopped. And from that point on, we realized it doesn't matter what happens in life. Everything is beautiful. Everything is perfect. And we've always said, if we could just bottle that feeling the world would be amazing. You know, if we could just give that feeling to everyone. And so I think just the nature of us together, um, we are naturally grateful and that is just how we approach the world. Mm. And so when Maisie joined our family, it was like, well, she's got to know that, you know, I mean, that just makes sense. We set the example and she's just going to follow along, you know, and for the most part, she is an amazingly grateful child, but, Like any child, um, you know, there are skills that you need to learn, interpersonal skills, social skills, and things. And she has absolutely had her moments where, well, what do you mean I can't have that ice cream? Or you're not going to buy me that toy? Or, you know, any of the typical things that kids go through when the parents pull out their hair and say, oh, you're being so ungrateful, you know, that it's made me realize that gratitude is a skill. I really believe that it's a skill that needs to be taught. And modeling it and being an example, of course, is a great way to start. But I think a lot of parents sort of leave it at that and hope that it transfers into their children, Mm -hmm. where I think that we all can do a little bit more, um, you know, be a, a little bit more structured around it and actually walk our children through the process of learning how to be grateful so that it is something that can become automatic in them. It's funny,
1: for those that are listening, not watching the video, I was laughing when you were saying all that, you know, it's like, how is my child so ungrateful? I don't understand. <laughs> I've never, never shown her this child? behavior. <laughs> and it's like, I'm practicing gratitude all day long, but how is she, you know, not grateful in this moment? And so... Uh, I agree that it is a skill. I very much um, call it a practice because I'm always practicing and learning. You just reminded me, though, of a really cool thing that happened the other day. So my daughter gratitude journaled for a really long time until she didn't. About a year ago, she kind of stopped journaling on a regular basis. And so I never wanted to push her to journal. If she doesn't want to write in her journal, then I don't want that to be. I don't want it to be forced. That's, I don't Gratitude that's forced is not genuine. But the other night she, you know, she's been having some trouble sleeping over the past little bit, not really sure what's going on, but, uh, she was just having trouble sleeping. So she came into my bed and she's like, I can't sleep. And I said, well, try something. So I want you to think of the letters of the alphabet. And I want you to think of someone or something that you're grateful for starting with the letter A and she did. And the next morning she told me how it really helped her to fall asleep. And she thinks she only got to like E or F before she fell asleep. And I was like, beautiful, <laughs> so beautiful. Right. I taught her a new skill, a new way to practice gratitude that in that moment, it really worked. So, so this kind of leads me to, I guess, be curious about, you know, you mentioned that you both are naturally grateful. So I could see how naturally grateful would have sort of a double meaning like around mm-hmm. nature. And then, you know, the way that the two of you are naturally grateful. So just to kind of catch people up, cause they're likely, they may or may not have heard the earlier episode because it was several <laughs> months ago. So how, so Gratitude garb came together um, as a school project uh, that Maisie did with her dad and you also got involved. And so that's basically a shop purchasing t-shirts with different designs of gratitude.
0: Yes, you t-shirts also t-shirts and home decor.
1: <laughs> right. Oh, and home decor. Yes. And also there's a beautiful philanthropic mission as well. And does that yes. continue with the new business? It absolutely does. Yes. Okay.
0: okay, um, One of Maisie's best friends is a boy with cystic fibrosis, which is something that, you know, a term that we had heard, I guess, but never knew what it was um, until we met this family. And uh, the first time that they came over to our house to play, uh, it's a, a she, the, the girl in the family is Maisie's age and then they have the younger brother. Um, but really the three of them are just a trio. Now they're inseparable. Mm-hmm. And so the first time that they came to play with our family, you know, like any play date halfway through, you say, well, let's all have a snack. No big deal. Kids sit down and have a snack, take a break from playing. And we realized that he can't just sit down and have a snack like everyone else because he has this strange thing called cystic fibrosis that we never knew anything about. So we've got a lesson about how Um, you know, cystic fibrosis is something that affects a lot of children. Um, It's a a gene that's carried by the parents. And you never know if the person that you're partnering with has a similar gene that's going to pair up and cause a child with cystic fibrosis. They had their first child who didn't have cystic fibrosis, and then their second child did. And neither one of them knew that they had the possibility of, of carrying this. Um, But it's something that can happen to any family. So it affects him. um, It it, it affects the whole family every day of their lives. He has to have breathing treatments every morning and every evening. Um, It affects his lungs. He's very vulnerable to lung infections. But it also affects his nutrition, which is where it came into the snack, where he has to take pills at every meal, Um, his enzymes, they call them. So that he can, his body can absorb the nutrition from the food that he eats. And they have to be very careful and very strict with his diet. And the more we got to know this family, um, and became close friends with them, we realized just how it affects every aspect of their life. You know, just from going out um, to a, a store, they have to be a little bit more careful that he's not going to come into contact with some something that could give him an, effect, an infection because his body's not able to fight it off as well as others. Um, and how these breathing treatments, hes they've got to be home at five o'clock every night. The play day cannot run longer than that because he has to have his breathing treatment. We want to go camping. Well, they've got to bring... Their- their, you know, super heavy um, machine, his breathing treatment machine with a generator so that he can try to have a normal life, which if you saw him um, you know, on the street, you would think he's just a normal five-year-old boy. You'd never know. But to know what happens behind the scenes, what they have to do in order to give him that life, it just, your heart would break. It's amazing. And so when we started our business, um, we wanted to teach Maisie also about how you can use whatever it is you're creating to give back. And so we talked about how businesses will have charities and things. And uh, we talked about a few different charities and introduced her to the to the idea of giving back your profits to help others. And it, I'm so proud of her, but she decided that, hey, we should give to the Cystic Fibrosis Foundation because maybe if we give more money, she says, then they'll be able to do more research and find a cure to save William in his lifetime. And from there, I was like, "Well, that's it. <laughs> that's what we're doing, and that's that's the point of not just spreading gratitude, but by helping to save cystic fibrosis." Oh my goodness! Oh
1: um mm-hmm. i have flashbacks because i grew up with a friend who has cystic fibrosis and i remember going to her house and seeing her have these breathing treatments uh we met through swimming so she was able to swim competitively incredibly with cystic fibrosis wow. but had these breathing treatments right it was just part of her routine mm-hmm. so amazing but yeah if a cold when she got a cold it was a lot more serious than the rest of us right so
0: mm-hmm.
1: i um i And we don't see that because it happens behind closed doors, right? Like So unless you know somebody specifically with cystic fibrosis, you don't know how difficult it is. Um, I did see recently a friend, another friend that I know, there have been some really big advances uh, in Mm -hmm. cystic fibrosis uh, treatment. So that like, there's really what your daughter believes is actually, I believe on the way, not so much a cure, but a way to live a long and healthy life with cystic fibrosis. I feel like it's really on the way. So You can let her know know that every little bit is helping because there, there's some real big advances happening right now in cystic fibrosis. So that's wonderful. And Mm -hmm. these are some of the things that we don't, you know, in homeschool, it's like this stuff comes up, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, you're not necessarily, not that I'm saying charitable work doesn't come up in a classroom necessarily, but she's like on the front lines, making decisions on how the profits of her business are going to help a friend. Mm-hmm. That's an incredible life lesson that just, it gives me chills to hear how you all came to that and put it to her, you know, how are we going to do this? So, uh, okay. So what happened? So what's, what's been this big business transition? I, I, am very curious to hear, cause
0: I really love gratitude garb. So I'm wondering, uh, <laughs> you know, what, what's next, Well, you know, Maisie was eight when we started, she's turned nine over the summer, but, um, When we first were tossing around the idea of the business, we came up with a lot of different great names, but you know, in today's day and age, everything is taken. It's hard to find a domain that's not already being used. And so we ended up settling on Gratitude Garb, although it was none of our favorites and particularly Maisie hated it. I think we actually have her on a podcast talking about how much she hates the word garb, (laughs) which of course, you know, it's not a common word and and what eight-year-old kid knows the word garb, right? So it didn't mean anything to her. Um, but at the time, it's what we could get, and as we have been uh, sort of honing in more on our mission and what it is we're really trying to do, we're finding that a lot of things that are happening in the gratitude space um, are very formal, and might I say, they almost can seem preachy at times, and our business is part kidpreneur, you know, I mean, it's a young child involved in it, and if we come from a place of being naturally grateful and we're, I guess, maybe trying to convince the world that gratitude can help them, but nobody wants to hear that from you. You know, I mean, nobody wants to hear their friends say, you should be more grateful. <laughs> you know, I mean, that That's not going to help anyone. Right. And like you were talking earlier, gratitude should not be forced. It should be genuine. And so we think that if we can talk about gratitude on more of a, um, less intimidating level, just something that's much more welcoming to to anyone that gratitude is not a formal thing that, you know, it's not a faith that you have to practice every day and write in your journal. It can be whatever you want it to be. It's different for each person. And so just give it a try, you know, make it what works for you. Um, so we partly wanted it to become a little bit more playful, but we also uh, had been thinking that we wanted a mascot because no one does want to be told what to do with gratitude, but a mascot maybe could be a cheerleader for you and, and help reach the topic a little bit more. Um, so we're a family of dog lovers and... We were watching our dogs one day and saying, gosh, is there any creature in the world that is more grateful than a dog? I mean, you could leave the room, come back five minutes later, and they're jumping for joy like you're the best thing that ever walked in the world. And, you know, they get a crumb that falls on the floor and it's just wonderful. Or you toss them an old broken stick and it's just the most amazing thing they've ever had happen, you know. And so they embody what we think is naturally grateful. And so we wanted to have this dog as our mascot. Um, something that we could put on shirts, but also someone or or something that could speak to people and say, hey, I'm not telling you how to behave. I'm not telling you to be grateful. I'm just showing you how wonderful it is if you can approach life with a grateful attitude and how easy it can be if it's something that you make a habit. It will become automatic. And so the whole rebranding, since it is a fairly new company, um, it, it was because of that, but it also afforded us a lesson Um, Through the homeschool and and the entrepreneurship lessons, that part of being an entrepreneur is being flexible and being adaptable, not being afraid to change. If you see something that's not working or something that you would like to take a little different angle at, you can make that happen. And so it all works together, you know, to to create what is the same company just with a new name, Naturally Grateful, and our mascot, who is a dog that we call Asher, who just can embody what it is to be naturally grateful. Oh my
1: goodness. Uh, Yes, of course. I'm thinking of my doggo. You know, I have a dog. So is
0: Asher your dog or is
1: Asher the mascot dog around your dog?
0: Asher is the mascot dog where we picked that name because the name actually means happy and blessed. So it works. Perfect. What kind of a dog is it? It's mask. not really any particular breed because just like we think gratitude should be whatever you want it to be, let Asher be whatever you need him to be. <laughs> okay. So you just kind of, it's like a dog a cartoon. Kind of mm-hmm. cartoon. Yeah. Okay,
1: cool. I'll have to check it out. I, I, am mm-hmm. excited. So tell me the, so the new website is. It's naturallygrateful.com. Okay. That's exciting. So was this a website that you were able to purchase or it was available?
0: It was available, believe it or not, (laughs) which we were shocked by. (laughs) So Gratitude Garb still points to that. But, you know, over time, we'll just start transitioning to everything we'll be naturally grateful. We've got some great shirts with it on. We've got Asher on shirts already. Um, And we're starting to make a gratitude resource center, we're calling it, which um, we've just started putting a few things on there. But we'll link that to our website once we get it a little bit more flushed out. But our hope is that we can have a place where people can go Mm -hmm. if they are saying, you know, what is this gratitude practice thing that I've been hearing about? And they want to know a little bit more about it. Or for parents, teachers, homeschooling families that say, hey, I do think that gratitude is a skill. How am I supposed to teach this to my child? You know, what Mm -hmm. more can I do besides just being a model? And so our Gratitude Resource Center is going to have all kinds of things on it that hopefully just start conversations about gratitude introduce people to gratitude and inspire people to practice gratitude.
1: Oh, I love that. That's perfect. Well, let me know if there's any way I can help with that because that's my favorite thing to do. It's, it's It's so interesting we're having this conversation. A friend of mine today who's a big fan of my book, 30 Days of Gratitude, she said, oh, you really need to do 30 Days of Gratitude for kids. And I, you know, being a former teacher and having worked with kids my whole life, I was like, oh yeah, maybe, I don't know, but uh, maybe, you know, maybe this is something we could do together and it could be a reason. Well, it's funny,
0: it's funny you should mention it because I've been working on something like that. So um, I have looked uh, for gratitude journals and, you know, gratitude curriculums and programs for my daughter, because I mean, you know, I'm busy, I can't do it all, right? And so sometimes when I need help planning some lessons, I want to see if there's anything out there. And I'm always shocked to find that there isn't anything that matches what I'm looking for. So there's tons of gratitude journals for kids, but a lot of them are like photocopied pages, the same thing day after day. What are you grateful yeah. for? What are you grateful for? What are you grateful for? Well, that might be great if you have a naturally grateful child already, or a child who's been practicing gratitude for quite some time. But what about the kids who, you know, this is new for them, or they're, they haven't stopped to think so much about what they're grateful for. How do you teach them how to be grateful. And I have found a couple of curriculums um, mostly geared towards schools that are for large groups, you know, classroom use, which it just doesn't fit in a one-child homeschool environment. No. And so I started creating um, a 10-week sort of program for for teaching gratitude to children starting from nothing you know just your typical any old child and trying to walk them through lessons every day so that by the end of the 10 weeks it is a habit and it is something that they can start practicing automatically so i've got lessons in there about teaching gratitude Um, you know, how to express gratitude, how to recognize the clues when you're being ungrateful or less than grateful, and how to reframe your thinking to bring yourself back to gratitude. But, you know, I think with gratitude, um, there comes a lot of other positive things. It's not just gratitude, but it it, there's kindness, there's empathy, there's optimism. And if you were to ask any parent, what do you want for your child when they grow up? I think they're all gonna say those similar things. I want them to be happy. I want them to be respectful. I want them to be compassionate. You know, I think you can teach all of that just by teaching gratitude. And so if we start with that, I think all of those other things are gonna fall into place. And along with those things, I have found in my life, comes things like meditation and and yoga and deep breathing exercises, and they all kind of go hand in hand. So I've included some of that in um, the curriculum too, so that, It's not just about writing in your journal every night, what are three things that you're grateful for, but it's about waking up each day with some sort of a ritual, you know, starting the day with an intention, maybe taking a few minutes to meditate and and set your thoughts for the day. Or if you're having trouble being grateful on a particular day or something's bothering you to learn how to sit with your thoughts, feel your emotions, accept them but then reframe them. Give yourself a different perspective. Look at it from another angle so that you can bring yourself back to gratitude and go on about your business. So I've tried to put all of that into it. It's still a work in progress. We'll see what it turns into. Um, but I found that gratitude has led me to a lot of di- down a lot of different paths. And so we're hoping that uh, with Naturally Grateful and the gratitude resource, we can have a lot of different paths there as well. So that it's not all just about gratitude, but it's also about being kind, being good, Respecting people, being compassionate, being optimistic, all of those wonderful things that come with a grateful personality.
1: Oh, wow. That's amazing. I love that. I love so many things that you shared there. A lot of things that I do in my own life. And like you said, yeah, I don't, there's no real place that has a lot of that stuff to put together in one, uh, especially, you know, that's of this day and age and of this time. Mm for sure. I'm excited to check all that out when it's finished. I know you're working on it kind of on the back end, but maybe by the time this podcast airs, it will be live. But either way, we're going to visit you at naturallygrateful.com. Liz, I want to say, um, I'm just so grateful for this time with you. And I love your passion for gratitude. I can't stop Thank smiling. Um, my, like my <laughs> smile is so big, you know, for those that are listening, I just, I'm smiling the whole time, hearing your passion. What uh, I'd like to kind of leave us with is if you, so you say you were starting from scratch. So if you could give people that are listening a lot of people here are going to take some of your suggestions and run with it because they're they're good at practicing gratitude but -hmm. if someone's here for the first time and they're wondering where to start and they want to practice gratitude and they're really kind of like there's too many
0: choices i don't know where to go if you could give us one place to go for starting our journey where would that be I think it's inside. You have to turn inside and sit quietly with yourself and, you know, let your own thoughts wander and see where they bring you. And if they're bringing you to a place that's less than positive or a place that, um, you know, makes you feel Less than happy, know that you have the power to change the way you think, and you can bring yourself to the happiness. So try a few steps of working through that. You know, whatever it is that bothering is bothering you, try to look at it from another angle. Um, you know, try to get a different perspective. How might someone else see the problem? And you know, one thing that always brings me back. I love the fact that that YouTube has so many wonderful videos out there now. But you can find a million of these videos where um, you know you start. As a dot on the earth and it pans out and you get farther and farther and farther away and you realize we're very small (laughs) Mm -hmm. and our problems are very insignificant. If we can take a few minutes to look at the big picture, uh, I think that that can bring us back to what's really important in life and where our priorities should be. Thank you so,
1: so much, Liz. I've really enjoyed our time together today. Thank you so much for being a guest. Please give my love to your husband and your daughter. And thank you for so much great guidance for parents, for teachers, and for those that are looking for ways to practice gratitude.
0: Good. Thank you so much. Okay, friends. Thanks for sticking around right to
1: the end. And I'm going to share a secret with you. So when I was a little kid, I went to summer camp. I started when I was 10 years old, and I went to a great place called Camp Kichikawana on Beausoleil Island outside of Georgian Bay. When I think about my own child who is now 11, I can't imagine her actually taking off for a two week overnight camp away from her family. So I look back at that little girl who's 10 years old and think how brave was she to not only go away to this summer camp, but all the way on an island. And I'm so grateful that I did, you know, I spent six years at that camp, I became um, a counselor and it's just an incredible opportunity to connect with people from all over and learn so many things and so many different skills. It was truly a magical time in my life. One of the things that I am really grateful for is that I really had a love for water sports and that was all from the camp. I learned how to canoe and kayak and sail and I swam in the frigid waters of Georgian Bay, often you know, going back and forth between the docks to do some training for different swimming badges and things like that, occasionally running into a water snake or two, which uh, definitely scared me, but didn't keep me from going in the water. And I really loved learning all these different skills and all the experiences that I had at summer camp. And so I just want to say thanks to my parents for having the courage to send me away to overnight camp when I was only 10 years old, because those formative experiences of summer camp really changed my life. So I'm curious, have you ever been to summer camp? I'd love to hear your story if you have. And if you like these little stories, let me know if you're listening to them, because I'll definitely keep sharing more. And more details if that's something that you like hearing about. So let me know. Thank you for listening right to the end of the podcast. I hope this episode inspired you to choose to practice gratitude in different ways than you might have before. If you're not already following the podcast on your favorite app, all you have to do is click on the check mark or plus sign under the wake up with gratitude podcast name to make sure that you're alerted of all the new episodes. If you really enjoy this podcast and want others to hear about it, it would mean so much if you could leave a review on your favorite app. Your review can help others to find the podcast and start to join us in choosing to wake up with gratitude every single day.